It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day of the week. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Also, check us out on Spotify. Follow us also on Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to the show and all of your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network. And make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday throughout the season, I'll be answering your questions via our weekly mailbag every single Friday. So either at me, at Julian Council, or DM me at Julian Council, but make sure to first follow me at Julian Council on Twitter. Let's go ahead and get right into it on today's show as we look at the injury to Shaq Thompson, something that came down the pike before I was able to, well, I had already recorded the show, to be honest with you. I had already recorded the show, and I didn't really feel like going back and adding in my comments to Shaq. I also had no idea what I want to talk about on Wednesday, so I figured... Yeah, I'll just get into that on Wednesday and lead off the show with that. So here we are. It's Wednesday. Shaq Thompson is listed as week-to-week according to a source that told Joe Person of The Athletic that Thompson is likely out this week and potentially could miss other weeks for the Carolina Panthers, which is no good. The last two weeks in the state of Texas have turned out to be catastrophic in terms of injuries for the Carolina Panthers. You lose your star running back, the face of the franchise, Christian McCaffrey, for last week and then potentially again this week. He will practice later today on Wednesday, and Matt Rule will then be able to determine um, whether he's going to play this week or not. I don't think it's a good idea to have Christian McCaffrey play on Wednesday. Why rush him back? We had the conversation what last week. If the Panthers think it might be a three-week injury, then why not just put him on IR and give him an opportunity to sit back and to get healthy, be 100%, especially if the workload they're going to provide him the rest of the season is going to be akin to what we saw in the first two weeks of the season where he touched the ball 59 times. And you know where I stand on this. Give him the ball as much as possible. You paid him. I don't think running backs in the NFL should be making more than federal minimum wage, but that's what they do. So if you're going to pay a running back, you need to give him the football. I don't care about whether he's healthy in 2026. I want him to have the ball now. That's what I want to happen for Christian McCaffrey. But I do understand with this muscle injury and the hamstring injury, he's going to have to be managed moving forward. And what we saw on Sunday, at least, from Chuba Hubbard and from mainly Rodney Smith, not even going to mention Royce Freeman, you got 131 total yards from your running backs on Sunday. So that's pretty good. It's not Christian McCaffrey numbers per se, but that's a running back by committee giving you some quality reps. And Matt Rule said as much that they actually got some good play from the running backs. And I heard that on Panther Talk with McMixon, Eugene Robinson, and Jim Zoki 
uh, just talking about just that was one of the bright spots that came from the game on Sunday in the loss to Dallas, 36-28. to So not having Christian McCaffrey hurts. J.C. Horn, likely done for the season. Maybe he'll be back after having surgery on that foot. Justin Burris is currently on IR. Miles Hartsfield, he's currently on IR. He was more of a depth piece, but he's someone who started in week one. And going in terms of starters on week one, for the 11 defensive starters from the week one matchup against the New York Jets, Shaq Thompson likely out on Sunday. Miles Hartsfield out for pretty much the majority of the season. J.C. Horn could be done for the season. And Justin Burris currently on IR for the 11 starters from that Jets game will not play in all likelihood on Sunday against the Eagles. That's not great. McCaffrey also will not play, and I don't know, maybe he will, but it's looking like he's probably not going to play again on Sunday. So the amount of injuries the Carolina Panthers have suffered over the last two weeks in Houston and at Dallas are going to hurt them long term. And we'll get into more of that later on in the show. But this one in particular with Shaq Thompson, I know Christian McCaffrey is such a vital piece of this offense. I believe last year, had Teddy Bridgewater had Christian McCaffrey, he would have been a lot better for the Carolina Panthers than he was. And that's not me saying that Teddy Bridgewater should still be the quarterback and that he was going to be the long-term answer in Carolina. Because I never thought that last season, during the season, even when he was playing at the beginning of the season, I never thought that when the Panthers decided to give him the contract. That's why I'm question. I, that's why I question whether Sam Darnold really is the right guy. Because if you need Christian McCaffrey to be there, then you know. How much is this guy really elevating the rest of the talent? Again, jury's still out on Darnold. I'm not going to make any sort of proclamations on whether he is the right guy or he's the wrong guy after four weeks of the season, where for the most part, he's been pretty solid. He's protected the, the football, again, for the most part, with opportunities where he could have turned the ball over and we could be having a little bit different conversation in terms of how Sam Darnold's played so far this season. But he set records in terms of rushing touchdowns through four games and throwing for 200 yards, passing in three straight games for the Carolina Panthers. A lot of positive takeaway from Sam Darnold. Also room for him to improve. But in terms of just the biggest loss so far this season when it comes to the injuries, it's got to be Shaq Thompson. It's got to be Shaq Thompson. Shaq Thompson is the so-called quarterback of the defense he wears a sticker he's a captain for the second straight year he's the elder statesman on an extremely young football team here in Carolina in year two of this rebuild of Matt Rule in year one with Scott Fitterer as a general manager he has only missed four defensive snaps all this season because of the injury he suffered on Sunday he's been playing out of his mind so far this season there's a lot of people early in his career who complained about Shaq Thompson, who was trying to, who's playing behind a future Hall of Famer in Luke Keekley and another hell of a linebacker and a guy who will eventually be in the Panthers Hall of Honor in Thomas Davis. You're not getting on the field over those two guys, especially when Luke's on, in on every single play and TDs everywhere as well. And he's playing in a Super Bowl with a broken arm and his arm looks like a football with all the stitching on it. You're not getting ahead of those guys, the heart and soul of this defense. But since being able to take over, he was good last year. He's been fantastic through four games so far this season. And not having him on Sunday against the Eagles of Jalen Hurts in that unique running game that you're going to see, that is going to hurt the Carolina Panthers. And hopefully with this foot injury, as we found out here in Carolina two years ago, a foot can be a very tricky thing. Where Cam Newton suffered the foot injury week three of the preseason on the road in New England. He came back week one and week two against the Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and both of those games didn't look right. We all knew on Thursday Night Football in that loss to the Buccaneers when he's not running the ball at the end of the game that there was something up with Cam Newton. And that was the last we saw of Cam Newton here in Carolina. 
obviously this is not the last we're going to see of Shaq Thompson here in Carolina. I'm just saying there should be potentially some reasonable concern that maybe this is something that lingers on. Also, back-to-back weeks, Carolina Panther key defenders, Horn last week and then this past week, Shaq Thompson suffering foot injuries while playing on field turf. We've had the conversation of field turf and how that impacts injuries for players and why the Carolina Panthers thought it was a good idea to put that on their field. I get it. You're going to have the MLS team in there. They got concerts going there. They don't want to deal with the maintenance of the grass, and it's cheaper over time to do field turf. But there's science out there saying that that leads to more injuries on that artificial surface than it does of a natural grass surface. And I just wonder the last two weeks if you could blame the field, especially the horn one, and then maybe on Sunday where I got to go back and look at the tape, which I will do later when I check out the all 22 and give you my thoughts on that probably more on Friday when we have our weekly Friday mailbag. But losing Shaq Thompson, your leading tackler, the guy who wears the, hel- the sticker for the defense and has the radio in his helmet and who is getting this team aligned, and he's everywhere all over the field the last couple weeks looking like a, a Pro Bowl player. I'm not going to go all pro, but he's been looking like a Pro Bowler. That so far of the injuries the Carolina Panthers have suffered so far this season is by far the biggest injury for the Carolina Panthers. And I worry that if Thompson is going to miss any sort of significant time, what this defense could look like, especially after giving up 145 yards, sorry, 245 yards rushing on Sunday against a physical Cowboys front. Jermaine Carter Jr. said it on Monday that there's now blood in the water. We saw two years ago when this team was second in the league in sacks and got after the passer, and they were fantastic. They could not stop the run at all, playing primarily three-man fronts when Ron Rivera was told by David Tepper that you had to run a 3-4 in his final season as the head coach in Carolina. We see here in Carolina, for the most part this season, Phil Snow has really liked, he likes to be multiple, but he likes to have a three-man front. Could this be an issue? Because Shaq Thompson now, it's, you look at the depth with the, with the linebacker position. Look at it. Behind him, according to Panthers.com and a depth chart, is Julian Stanford. So I'm just going to assume, based off of what the depth chart says, that he's going to start on Sunday. Jermaine Carter Jr. will likely take over Shaq's position of running the defense and being right there in the middle. You go back to New Orleans Saints game where the Panthers played a lot of dime package and really confused the New Orleans Saints and sitting a ton of pressures, and Shaq Thompson played every single defensive snap while Jermaine Carter was off the field a lot, only played, I think, 13 of the 44 snaps. Maybe that's what you see again, especially with the way the Eagles want to attack the Panthers with the RPO in the running game with Jalen Hurts and with Miles Sanders. Maybe you see that similar defense that we saw against New Orleans a couple weeks ago with Jermaine Carter staying on the field the entire time and then barely having Julian Stanford or potentially a Clay Johnston out there. But either one of those guys, Stanford, Johnston, Kamal Martin, who they just signed from the practice squad to the active roster, who was drafted in the fifth round last year by the Green Bay Packers, no longer, of course, on the Packers, started six games, played in 10 last season. Do you trust any of those guys? Like, they can ill afford to lose another linebacker. And this was a position of concern going into the season. Why I was saying, go get KJ Wright. But looking at the way the Carolina Panthers have employed, or deployed, rather, their linebackers and Shaq Thompson and Jermaine Carter Jr., I don't really know how many snaps a KJ Wright would have played. There's a reason why they traded Denzel Perryman, who's actually had a pretty good start to the season out there with the Las Vegas Raiders. There wasn't really any space for him to play in this defense with Shaq never coming off and then Jermaine Carter Jr. really winning that job as a starter here in Carolina. But the guys in the back, in terms of Stanford and Johnston and Martin, 
I have no faith in any of those guys stepping up if they need to come Sunday when the Panthers face the Eagles and even the long term if this issue of Shaq Thompson's foot becomes something that lingers throughout the rest of the season and prevents him from being out there for the Carolina Panthers in the middle of that defense. Okay, let's take a a look at the Eagles here in just a moment as the Panthers are three-and-a-half-point favorites against Philadelphia on Sunday. There are some parts of this Eagles team, particularly that defensive interior That could give the Panthers some trouble, but the Eagles do seem pretty gettable on the rest of their defense. We'll take a closer look at Philadelphia and what the kind of challenges they could present to the Carolina Panthers coming up here on Sunday at 1 o'clock in Bank of America Stadium in just a moment. Hey, Panther fans, this is Julian Council with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play Store right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two dollars to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The Philadelphia Eagles, like the Carolina Panthers' next four opponents, only have one win on the season. The Eagles' lone win coming on the road against the miserable, lowly Atlanta Falcons down on 85 South and, of course, the Peach State of Atlanta or the Peach State of Georgia. Whatever. Falcons suck. We all know that. And the Eagles beat the Falcons. That's the only team so far that the Eagles have been able to take care of business against. They played the San Francisco 49ers pretty well. The Niners are now, I believe, what, 2-2 two and two after their loss at home to the Seattle Seahawks where they lost Jimmy Garoppolo, who could potentially be done for a couple weeks, but he might also play. Again, Panthers don't play the 49ers, so not really our issue. The Eagles also went and got mopped last Monday night against the Dallas Cowboys, as we saw, and then Dallas is a pretty, pretty good team, as we all found out there on Sunday as they're up by 22 points in that fourth quarter before the Carolina Panthers made it respectable only losing by eight points. And then on Sunday, Philadelphia Eagles played the Chiefs, you know, fairly well in Andy Reid's return, where Andy Reid became, I think, what, the first coach in NFL history? Is that right? Or when he became a coach in NFL history, who's had 100 wins with two different teams, might be the first one. Uh, I don't know if I got that right or not. If I got it wrong, then, you know, whatever. Um, either way, the Eagles, they're okay. They're not as bad as a one and three record. Um, shows so far this season, at least from what I've seen from the Eagles. I haven't seen a ton, but from what I've seen, it seems like a team that you know might not actually be that bad. Now, what concerns me the most 
as the Panthers are three and a half point favorites on Sunday, right now looking at it, um, against the Eagles at Bank of America Stadium, 800 South Mint Street, Uptown Charlotte, the interior defensive line for the Eagles could give the Panthers problems. We went over it yesterday. According to Pro Football Focus, the pass block win rate for Matt Paradis, for John Miller, were terrible. Two guys in the interior offensive line that have both struggled. Dennis Daly actually played fairly well on Sunday. Same thing with Taylor Moten, the only consistent part of the offensive line in terms of like good consistency. And Cam Irving also had a very low grade when it came to pass blocking on Sunday against the Cowboys as he struggled mightily against Randy Gregory and the other edge rushers the Dallas Cowboys put on his side as he played left tackle and has been a starting left tackle for the Panthers the past four games and will continue to be the starting left tackle. Matt Rule, has talked about injuries to both Miller and both Irving are some things that they have to monitor that certainly probably played a role into them playing bad. Also, the fact that Irving's just been terrible his entire NFL career probably played a factor in him being horrible on Sunday against the Cowboys. You'll have to hope that doesn't happen again on Sunday, but mainly looking at the interior defensive line for the Eagles, Javon Hargrave is having a ridiculous year so far. So far, he's on his way to a career year. He's had five sacks through four games. He has a career high. His career high in sacks is six and a half, which he had back when he played for the Steelers. Again, five sacks through four games. Next to him is a guy named Fletcher Cox, by the way, if you ever heard of him. He's yet to record a sack this season, but he's been a consistent menace in the middle of that Eagles defense for over a decade now. So far this season, he's played 182 snaps, only has five tackles. Again, no sacks. So eventually, he's going to play better for the Eagles throughout moving forward throughout the season. And what a better time to get right when you're getting Matt Paradis and John Miller right there as the centers and guards attempting to block you. On the edge, Josh Wetch has signed a new extension before the season, three years, $40 million. Derek Barnett, their former first-round pick, he's playing on a fifth-year option. He's been a solid player for the Eagles throughout his career. He hasn't necessarily lived up to a first-round pick billing, but he's been solid, had the uh, the fumble recovery when Brandon Graham was able to get the strip sack on Tom Brady in that Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Ryan Kerrigan came over from the football team, a longtime former Redskin and football team player up there in Washington. He hasn't really provided anything so far, but eventually you have to imagine that veteran's going to add something for the Eagles. So they have the potential to get after the Panthers and wreak havoc. This is a good defensive line. Not having Brandon Graham, their heart and soul defensively out there is something that's going to weigh on them throughout the rest of the season, especially when attrition hits the Eagles as it hits every single football team in the NFL, as we're seeing right here in Carolina. And we'll get to that here in just a moment as well. They have the talent to make this a bad Sunday for that Panthers offensive line and then in turn make it difficult for Sam Darnold. As we saw week one with the Jets, when they came out in the second half and they adjusted and they were sitting pressure week two with the Saints, same thing. And then towards the end of that second quarter and then throughout the entirety of that third and fourth quarter um, with the Dallas Cowboys, they sent the dogs. The Panthers couldn't block. And Sam Darnold, who's had horrible splits as we went over in the third quarter, it's going to be trouble again for the Panthers if they cannot figure out a way to block those guys on the Eagles. Now, the Eagles defense, though, passing-wise, don't have the best passing defense or really the best rushing defense in the league. Philadelphia is ranked 30th in the NFL in rush defense, allowing 150.3 rushing yards per game. Whether McCaffrey plays or not, Chuba Hubbard, Rodney Smith, um, Royce Freeman should all have the chance to have success running the football against Philadelphia on Sunday. And the Panthers' red zone woes seem to be cured because Sam Darnold apparently is the greatest 
red zone threat here in Panthers history. That kidding, of course, it's Sam Darn. Not it's not Sam Darn. It's Cam Newton is the greatest rushing threat or red zone threat here in Carolina through the Panthers history. But the Eagles, not great red zone defense so far in the league. They're tied for 26 in the NFL, allowing 11 of 14 red zone touchdown opportunities so far this season. The, the Chiefs, who they just played, which probably skewed it even higher for the uh, the Eagles. They were 5-for-5 five five in the red zone on Sunday against Kansas City. Mahomes, Tyreek Hill had three touchdowns. They had Travis Kelsey. Like, literally, three guys who might land in the Hall of Fame one day. That's a ridiculous offense they have down there in Kansas City. And they were trying to go out there and win something for their boy, Andy Reid, who spent a ton of years down there in Philadelphia. Uh, Eagles offense has actually been pretty solid, though. Nick Sirianni, first-year head coach, a dude I had literally never heard of until he got hired by the Eagles. And I still honestly have no idea where he came from and who this dude is. But they're eighth in passing so far, uh, averaging 274.8 yards passing. Only 12th and fewest sacks, only giving up 8 and 11th and third down conversions so far this season. Jalen Hurts. I like Hurts. Didn't look good in that Monday night football game against the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, the Cowboys, that's not the first time they made a quarterback not look great. Sam Darnold put up good numbers on paper, but had a disastrous third quarter. Justin Herbert was pretty good against the Cowboys. And, you know, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. So, you know, Hurts probably had the worst performance of the quarterbacks that have played against Dallas so far this season. But I've actually liked how he's played so far. Thought he was pretty solid, of course, on the road in Atlanta and their victory. Was okay against San Francisco. Played well on Sunday um, against the Kansas City Chiefs. He's only thrown two interceptions against seven passing touchdowns so far this season. Tied for the fourth fewest picks thrown by qualified quarterbacks this year. Threw for 387 yards, rushed for 47 more, two touchdowns and no interceptions, of course, against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. So he can offer not just a rushing threat, but also has been a fairly good passer in Sirianni's offense through the first four weeks of the season. Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner out of Alabama, and their first-round wide receiver draft pick this year, had his first 100-yard receiving game on Sunday. He's someone that I imagine C.J. Henderson will probably be shadowing, so we'll see how that matchup goes on Sunday for the Carolina Panthers. Also, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, same thing last week as we saw with Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin, who were both very active in that passing attack for the Cowboys. They mainly ran the ball on Sunday, but the passing attack mainly went to the tight ends as C.D. Lamb was pretty much nowhere to be seen from. Amari Cooper had that long touchdown, but outside of that, he was pretty much not that much of a factor considering he was dealing with a hamstring injury that was reported there in the first quarter. Ertz, Dallas Goddard, both guys can hurt the Carolina Panthers in the past game and not having Shaq Thompson out there. That is something also to take account of when going up against Ertz and Goddard. I imagine that Jeremy Chen, who got folks, it's kind of be honest here that that touchdown that Blake Jarwin scored there in the second half of that third quarter. That was Chen's guy. Jeremy Chen has been a pretty good player. Not a He's been a really good player for the first two years of his career. I guess the first year and in the last first four games of the season here in Carolina, he's not great in pass coverage. He's not really all that good in pass coverage. If we're being honest with ourselves. So I'm not, Banging on Jeremy Chin. I think he's going to be a standout for this defense for a long time. Going to be a key member of this defense. And I like the player. Absolutely. Just going back to last season when he had to play a lot of line, play primary linebacker snaps and had to defend tight ends and other receivers. He wasn't really that great in pass in, in pass coverage. And then on Sunday, give it that touchdown to Blake Jarwin. It happens, but still, that's an area to look at when the Carolina Panthers play the uh Philadelphia Eagles coming up on Sunday at Bank of America Stadium. Eagles can get them in terms of their interior pass rush. But the Eagles can also be had when it comes to running the football on them and in the red zone. They have not been good so far this season. 
What's not been good for the Carolina Panthers is the injuries. We went over it in the first segment of the show, talking about Shaq Thompson being the biggest loss for the Carolina Panthers thus far through the first four weeks of this 2021 season. At this point in time, the way the Panthers have played and who they have ahead of them, the only way I could see the season going sideways if it injuries and the lack of depth end up hurting them. We'll talk more about that here in just a moment. I refuse to wait another moment to tell you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And this week, limited time flavor cookie dough chunk is available and can be right there in your tummy if you go and get it right now. I had some delivered to me a couple weeks ago and they were fantastic. I was in love and it might now be my favorite Built Bar flavor ever. There's other great flavors, of course, at Built Bar. They have nine delicious ones, including coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, Mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. Yes, you, sir. Yes, you, ma'am. There is something for you over at Built Bar. And if you can't make up your mind and haven't tried all the flavors, you can always get a mix box, which means you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. That's 18 Built Bars in one package. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're also healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field for yet another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. When I gave my final season prediction for the Carolina Panthers of 8-9, and nine, I took into account the attrition of a season in the NFL and the amount of injuries the Carolina Panthers potentially could suffer just based off of luck. And just, you know, this is football. This is what happens. Guys get injured. You have to make it through. You don't know who's going to be available week to week. That's why we say oftentimes it's cliche now. It's a week to week league. You have no idea what team's going to show up a certain week, what team's not going to show up, who's going to play, who's not going to play. There's always a surprise in actives every single Sunday. Like I think last week for the Philadelphia Eagles, Lane Johnson. Their left tackle, or their right tackle, excuse me, was inactive, which that was not something they expected to happen, but he did not play against Kansas City. That could happen throughout the season for the Carolina Panthers. As we've seen so far, the Panthers have suffered some injuries to some key starters. Currently, three starters from week one, or I guess four starters from week one are on IR, but three of them are actually starters truly for the Carolina Panthers. Justin Burris at safety, Pat Olfline, I guess who could potentially have already lost his job the way Dennis Daly's played so far, but Pat Olfline, he's on IR, and J.C. Horn is also on IR and potentially done for the season. Another key depth piece, but someone who started week one in place of the suspended A.J. Boye, Miles Hartsfield. He is done for pretty much the majority of the season, likely won't see him until the end uh, or the middle of November, maybe the beginning of December. It's going to be a while until Hartsfield's back out there for the Carolina Panthers. They've also suffered injuries to two of their most valuable players and two players who have been here the last time the Carolina Panthers 
went to the playoffs in 2017 and become the basically the faces of the franchise, at least in Chris McCaffrey's sake. But he's been out. He's week to week. Might be back on Sunday with a hamstring. Will depend on how he looks in practice later today on Wednesday. And Shaq Thompson also dealing with a foot injury, something that I talked about earlier on the show could linger. Hopefully not. Again, I'm not a doctor, but what we've seen in Carolina, we've already seen a beloved figure. And Cam Newton have a foot injury that ended his career in Carolina, among, of course, plenty of other injuries and other things um, that led to his departure here in Carolina. But still, the foot could be a very tricky issue, and it's already an issue that we've seen with J.C. Horn, who had surgery after three broken bones and a foot injury he suffered Thursday evening a couple weeks ago in Houston during week three, and now with Shaq Thompson. So you got those injuries. The Carolina Panthers' depth, that's what separates the better teams in the NFL from the teams in the NFL who just can't stick around through a full season. Now, there were situations like last season with the San Francisco 49ers. When they've been healthy, especially when Garoppolo has been healthy, that team has won. The last time that team was healthy, back in 2019, what happened? They went to the Super Bowl, and they dominated that game for the first 54 minutes, but then Patrick Mahomes showed up, and the Kansas City Chiefs won that game, of course. But when they've been healthy, they've been a very good football team. Last year... They had the field turf issues, got them when they played back-to-back games at MetLife against the Jets and the Giants, and they suffered pretty much every injury known to man where Garoppolo was lost for the season. I think it was Mostert was lost for the season. They also lost uh, Bosa for the season. Kittle had an injury. All that just rained down on them, and they, as good as a team as they were and as deep as they are, it's so hard to overcome that many injuries. For the Carolina Panthers, they're really not particularly deep. Their first 22, I think, can compete with pretty much anybody in the rest for the, in the rest of the NFL. But at, behind them, what do you really have? Because right now, Dennis Daly, he's among, you know, Matt Rule said they have, they want to find their best five, but they also feel like they have their top six they feel good about, which is wild considering Elfline, Paradis, and Irving, and, um, well, John Miller, four, for the top six, I don't think I, I don't feel good about them. I I know y'all probably don't feel good about them. There's might be one guy you definitely feel good about, and Dennis Taylor, who you I think you kind of feel okay about. But okay, again, those are the six guys. We haven't seen Brady Christensen really at all, and we haven't. I don't think he's played a snap, has he? I think he has played a snap, but we haven't seen him very much of him. We've yet to see Deontay Brown activated. Michael Jordan, by the way. He's back, folks, so the jokes are also back as he was signed to the practice squad. He's more of a developmental player, so it actually makes a little bit more sense for him to be on the practice squad opposed to being on the active roster and not even being out there on the field and elevated. It's a long-term play for the Carolina Panthers in a way that C.J. Henderson was when they traded for him. Now, not necessarily in the same light, considering Henderson's going to be out there and going to be playing for them, and he was also a first-round pick back in 2020. But either way, the depth on the offensive line, it's not great. There's also a lot of question marks in terms of like who's ready and if those guys actually will come in and be improvements. Hopefully in the future they will. Wide receiver, you know, you lose DJ Moore. You, you kind of got problems there. Robbie Anderson would have to step up and he had a thousand yard receiving season last year and eventually he's going to show up and be somebody. And I like Terrace Marshall a lot. And I, I think they got something. In, you've seen guys like Brandon Zilstra make big plays so far this season. The touchdown against the Saints and then had the 55-yard reception and the run after the catch on Sunday against Dallas in that scoring drive. I think they got some of that wide receiver, tight end. A tight end depth is fine. But, like, outside of that, like, you get to, like, linebacker we talked about earlier. They can't take another injury at linebacker. Shaq Thompson, 
That was one of the positions. That was one player you, they could ill afford to lose at all. It might only be for one game, possibly two. Who knows how long? But they can't have another injury at linebacker. They can't lose Jermaine Carter because behind them, there's Clay Johnston, there's Julian Stanford, and there's now Kamal Martin who got elevated off the practice squad to the active roster. You can't feel good about that. The secondary, secondary currently, because of all the injuries that they've suffered with Burris and Horn and Hartsfield, it's down to Dante, who was a week one starter, who's going to start regardless, Jeremy Chin, who's going to start regardless, and A.J. Boye, who missed the first two games because of uh, suspension and then was sat out for the third game trying to get back with that soft tissue injury. And also, I think the Panthers didn't want to play him there on a short week against his former team in Houston. He got those three. Then Henderson, who just got here, and I don't really know how healthy he truly is and how much he's going to contribute to the Panthers. The one time he was targeted on Sunday, he gave a touchdown to um, to Amari Cooper, whose name I almost forgot, who's one of the better receivers in the NFL, of course, and that was just a dime by Dak Prescott. Really nothing that C.J. Henderson could do, but Matt Rule liked what he did so far in those packages that he played in on Sunday. Again, only targeted one time. Rashawn Melvin initially didn't make the roster, was signed to the practice squad and elevated two weeks in a row because of the injuries that they had to the secondary, and now he's on the active roster. I mean, come on. Sean Chandler, I've liked what he's done so far. Sam Franklin got the most action we've seen from him all season long. They can't afford another injury, especially at corner, in this secondary the rest of the year. And that's the thing where, like, I trust Dante, I trust Chin. Boye, I, I want to trust him, but we'll see. C.J. Henderson again, jury's still out on them. There's not a ton of guys you really trust in that secondary right now based off of injuries. And this is the thing I took into account when looking at this team going into the season. It's like if they suffered injuries, especially in these certain position groups, they might have a tough time hanging in there the rest of the season. Like the offensive line is already as bad as it is. You can't have the defense suffering the kind of injuries that they've suffered and go up against a passing attack like the one the Eagles have that potentially could hurt them. And the Eagles can also run the football, as we saw on Sunday, albeit a different kind of running style that Dallas Cowboys um Put out there on Sunday, the Eagles could hurt the Carolina Panthers defense. Kirk Cousins, Vikings, I love their passing attack. What they got there with Justin Jefferson and what they have there with Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne has really emerged for them so far this season. They didn't play well against that Cleveland Browns defense on Sunday, but that team, they can score some points. The injuries are the thing right now when I look at the Carolina Panthers that could derail the season. You could say that about really any team in the NFL. But when you talk about the injuries that they have, especially in defense, and you also account for the offensive line struggles, that's something that really concerns with the Carolina Panthers moving on. Now, I'm not saying the panic. They're 3-1. and one. That's why these next four weeks are so important. When you have four teams that currently going into week five only have one win on the season, two of them back-to-back weeks here against the Eagles, against the Vikings, very winnable games, but also games that I wouldn't be like shocked they lost those games. It's the NFL, any given Sunday, yada, yada, yada. But still, you got to get Philly, you got to find a way to get the Vikings. You got two road games against the Giants. Daniel Jones has played better. I was actually listening to him today um, on Tuesday as I'm recording the show on the Rich Eisen show. I think he's actually had a pretty good season so far, but he's a guy who can turn the football over. That's a road game, and Saquon's good. So, but the Giants are a team. That's a winnable game, absolutely on the road. And the Falcons are miserable. The injuries are only thing right now I think are going to derail the Carolina Panthers from not being in the conversation once we get to late November and December and then, of course, early January as the season has an extra week here in 2021 with 17 games. That's the only thing that could derail them. Got to get McCaffrey back. Got to get Shaq Thompson back. And then hopefully Burris will be back. Elf line, at least for depth purposes, needs to be back. And then cross your fingers, maybe J.C. Horn can play some sort of role this season. I just don't know. But right now, I like where this team's at. 
There's a lot of reason to be confident about it, but that's just the one area of concern I look at heading into this week five matchup against the Eagles where I'm just thinking, man, if they suffer any more injuries, we really could be talking about a bright season going sideways based off of that because it's a young team that doesn't really have a ton of depth built up. They're trying to build it for the next couple of years, but we're very early still in this rebuilding process here in Carolina. I hope playoffs happens. I'm just saying just be cautious as these are some areas to look forward, look at as we move forward throughout the rest of the 2021 season here in Carolina. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to this show and all of your favorite podcasts, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday, I will be answering your mailbag questions, a part of our weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. So go ahead and get those questions into me now as I can answer those on Friday. So at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council, but make sure to first follow me at Julian Council on Twitter. And you can also get all my latest insights on the Carolina Panthers and thoughts on anything Charlotte sports and anything going on across the great state of North Carolina or that pops up in my head. So please go out there and do that. Once again, folks, thank you so much for listening to the show, for supporting me, for supporting the show, telling your friends about it. Continue to listen as throughout the whole season, we got plenty of great Panthers content, hopefully for you here. And we're going to hopefully keep talking about a team staying right there in the thick of the things in the NFC South and in the NFC playoff race throughout the rest of the season. So I'll talk to y'all on Thursday as tomorrow we will have our weekly crossover episode with the host of the Locked on Eagles podcast. His name, according to Twitter, is Louis DiBiase. Maybe you got that right. I don't know. Hopefully, I'll get it right tomorrow. We'll talk to Louie about the Eagles and the Panthers matchup on Sunday coming up on tomorrow's show. Until then, have a great day, great evening, great morning, whenever. And I will talk to you on Thursday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.